0: Welcome, or welcome back, to Lift You Up Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I am the founder and chief storyteller of TB Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to stay connected to you today you are going to meet cody burns he has a truly inspiring and incredible story he survived an accident that no one believed he could it's unlike any other story i've heard before on this show and he's inspiring hope by continuing to share it Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want, it is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. All right. Well, today I am excited to meet and introduce you all to Cody Burns, who is—I got to run down the list here, so I had to write it down. Award-winning speaker, a best-selling author, nonprofit founder, a podcast host. I'm prob- I'm sure probably a long list of other things, but I'll let you tell us all about those. Cody, so nice to meet you. Thank you for being here on the show.
1: Oh, it is so nice to meet you and thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> thank you. So tell us all about you, who you are. I know you have a very interesting and inspirational story, so I want you to kind of take us through how you got to where you are as far as a speaker, an author, nonprofit founder. Where did that journey start for you?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Indiana. That's where I'm originally from. I now live in Tampa, Florida. And so I come from a small town and uh, very close with my family still to this day. Uh, I come from a crazy family at the same time. We love to have fun. But uh, I grew up in the church, and so I give my life to Christ at a young age. And I went to a kid's camp whenever I was about 12 years old. And I remember going to this kid's camp, and there was hundreds of other kids, and they had a camp speaker uh, at nighttime. And the speaker had a special skill to go along with the message he was sharing, and it was juggling. And so instantly as a little boy, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to do that. Uh, But as I noticed, he was up there, you know, like I said, he was up there delivering a message. I recognized that he was not up there just to show off his talents alone. It was something to illustrate uh, the overall message he was giving. So um, something on the inside of me in that moment said that that's what I'm going to be doing someday. And so all through my young years, I pursued this uh, vision for my life of wanting to give hope to people and spread the message and do that with, you know, doing juggling and doing comedy. And I actually got my start as a clown. Uh, And so I started doing clown ministry and then it grew, you know, I grew out of the clown stage and did the juggling and stuff. Uh, Wait, wait, wait,
0: hold on. Clown ministry.
1: Yeah, right? It's crazy. (laughs) I,
0: I have to be honest, I've never heard of that you're going to have to break that down really quick
1: break that okay well uh (laughs) okay like i went to clown school i did go to a clown school in roanoke virginia i went there it was like a week like a camp thing i went there a couple years in a row and so i started putting on clown makeup when i was really young
0: and they teach you how to Uh, be a clown
1: yes okay yeah i know i appreciate
0: it there's definitely art to it to entertainment yeah okay yes
1: so so in doing that, you know, and whenever, a lot of times when I would do it in churches and, and doing it in ministry, uh, you know, obviously I, I'm, I'm, you have to be really, there's a lot of clowns that aren't good at doing it. Yeah. And so, uh, but it's working the crowd, having a good time, making them laugh. You're breaking down the barriers essentially. And so then you're delivering the message and it's in a fun, creative way and interesting enough, like not only did I do it mostly to children, but, you know, I, I would speak at youth events and even to adults And uh, it would be amazing to see even the response of adults uh, to something that you're just thinking as simple as a clown. Uh, So it, it was a lot of fun, but you know, with clowning, getting a bad rap uh, and people, you know, like, Oh, Cody's a really good juggler. So the juggling is what I kind of became known for like once I got out of high school. And so uh, during that time, I went to a program in Rockford, Illinois, and it was like an internship at a large church, very big church. And, completed their program. After that, I went to my home church in Indiana, became a children's pastor. And along with doing that, I got my pastoral credentials. And then I also had the privilege to travel the country and speak at kids camps, conferences. I got to do a few circus events. Like I didn't tour with the circus, but it was just kind of like, you know, little spot dates, you fly out for a weekend, do a show. And it's like, you're some big celebrity and you sign autographs and you come back home and all right, it's you know back to normal life so i did that for a little bit and then in may of 2013 my whole life as i knew it would come to a stop
0: and okay how old are you at this time
1: i was 23 23
0: okay mm-hmm. so really young
1: yeah very young and yeah. uh but you know life very determined for that yeah. vision and um, so yes yeah, i was stopped at a red light on the highway and i was rear-ended by a refrigerator box truck that did not stop and so uh, on impact of the truck which i don't remember none of the information or or i don't remember none of this so all the information i delay to people is strictly from witnesses police reports first responders etc and so the last thing i remember was driving and then three weeks later i'm waking up in a hospital but what i'm told that happened you know, stopped there, I was rear-ended by the box truck. My my, uh, vehicle blew up on impact. When the first responders came to the scene, just by the looks of it, they said, it's a fatality. There's no way anybody's gonna be able to survive that. And they had then called the coroner. And the sheriff's department took hundreds of photos. And so those photos are available online. And I'm so thankful that I have them because like, if I didn't, people would like, you're kidding me, Cody, you really went through something like that. And it's quite remarkable. Uh, so they said I was dead but somehow or another they saw my hand move and they began to change their plans so uh, they got me out of the vehicle it took them a good hour to get me out then they put me on a stretcher uh, life flighted me to a hospital in Evansville Indiana which is the southern part of the state then they redirected me to Indianapolis Indiana to the burn unit and it was there where i was put into the coma on full life support and i had severe burn injuries 40 percent of my body surface area was burned my face had second degree burns which second degree does not scar but then i had third and fourth degree burns and i never knew there was such a thing as a fourth degree burn yeah and what that is it burns through all your fat cells down to bone and muscle and in some cases it requires amputation and so uh, along with the burn injuries um, i had broken vertebrae torn ligaments I mean, all kinds of hurdles happened to me during that time. One moment your life is fine, you're 23, you're completely healthy. The next thing you know, you're waking up and now your body is deformed, so to speak. And uh, it's learning to live with these new injuries. So uh, whenever I came out of the the coma, my family was there. I remember hearing them. And uh, specifically, I talk about my mom. I, I remember can my imagine mother,
0: what they were going
1: through. Oh, they have a whole other side of the story that, yeah, um, I, yeah, they could write a book themselves. So uh, I remember coming to my mom being there and telling me, you know, what had happened because I really didn't even know. I'm like, where, you know, where the heck am I? What all is going down? I was wrapped like a mummy, so I knew something was bad. But I was still very, you know, drowsy, the medication they was they had me on. Well, she told me, said, you know, you've been severely burned and uh, you're up here in the burn unit, Indianapolis, and you know, your recovery, it's gonna be long. It's not gonna be easy, but no matter what, don't lose sight of your vision. And uh, that's kind of just stuck with me. And it really reminds, uh, reminded me of what was most important, but still yet at the same time, my, my, my thoughts are like, well, hold up. I did not see this coming. This was not in the plan. And then immediately you're thinking, why me? You know, well, I, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but you know, you're trying to pursue this path and you know, give hope to people. I, by, up to this point, I had spoken to thousands of people uh, throughout my young life, and I'm just trying to encourage and impact people, and then bam, you know, life takes a hit. So it was very drastic. I was in the burn unit for two and a half months, and then I had to go to a rehabilitation center for six weeks where I was constantly monitored by nurses and doctors. I had to learn to walk, use my hands again, all the basics. And then I did another year and a half of outpatient occupational and physical therapy. So a lot of hurdles during this time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine. I have so much, so many questions I wanna ask you and so much going through my mind. I mean, what... What was that? I mean, how long was this recovery?
1: I would say it was a good um, two, two and a half years, three years. Mm -hmm. And the thing about burn injury is that, you know, I'm technically I am fully recovered. Mm -hmm. However, with the scars, like, you know, if I ever needed to have my scars loosened up or any kind of cosmetic surgeries, I can certainly do that. Um, so it's something that I always have to monitor and be very cautious of, uh, but overall, the recovery took about three years.
0: And what is your day to day over those three years? What is your day to day life like? I'm yeah, sure it, it was changed just, um, over time.
1: It did. And uh, you know, working with children, doing all these things prior. You know, it, it's in those moments where your faith is really put to the test, and you have a lot of people watching you, and you have a lot of these kids watching you, and they're all looking at your the way you're going to respond to such a tragedy. And it's one of those things you can talk something all day long, but when rubber you know hits the road, it's like okay, you know, are you really going to practice what you preach? So it was tough. Luckily, I had a lot of mentors that guided me and directed me. So there was a lot of healing that was taking place, not just physical healing, but the emotional healing during that time. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about life because you're going in and out of uh, rehab. And I made a lot of friends with a lot of these therapists, and I tried my best to make the most of that time. Uh, but, you know, I won't lie. I certainly had my moments of depression, and, you know, i it was... It was tough because the world is going on without you, so to speak. And you're, you know, social media, you're watching everybody else doing these things. You know, people are you know, getting married. They're doing all this stuff. And you're like, man, here I am. I'm just stuck in this circumstance. And it's like, man, it's, it's tough. So many, many surgeries, a lot of therapy. But I learned a lot. I learned so much during that time. And, you know, I'm still learning.
0: Mm-hmm. How did, you know, your path as far as how you wanted to impact people's lives, change because it sounds like you you had this vision but of course inevitably with an experience like this it was still going to change
1: yeah and that's the thing like my brother had started up a a social a Facebook page and it had gotten a few thousand followers and people that was following my story and I had already seen that people were being encouraged and I really wasn't doing much. I was just, you know, getting through my surgeries, my therapy sessions, but I think just the determination and how people were responding to uh, my motivation to get better. Uh, it, was, it was ministering and helping them, encouraging them. And so it was one of those things. It's like, uh, I, I knew, I always known my vision was to give hope to people. To travel, and you know that was eventually the goal. I knew it was going to be international. I didn't know quite how it was going to happen, uh, but I seen people being encouraged, so I was like, okay, well, naturally, this is I think going to turn into a, another uh, road I can turn down or go down with speaking, and really use this story to impact people on a greater scale than what I ever could have before. And so it's it's really just that. And I look at my life, you know, obviously I'm a Christian, and so I look at it from that perspective. And so it's like, um, I, I believe God is working all this out for my good. And he has, and there's a powerful quote, which I love so much. I'll say it. One of my mentors give it to me and it's the key to success. I have a picture. I it up on my wall. That's why I'm looking. The pi- uh, the key to success is playing the hand you were dealt like it was the hand that you wanted. Mm. And so in short, that's really what I did with this.
0: I love that. Can you can you say that again? The key to success.
1: Uh huh. You like that, don't you? I like yeah. it. I, I, uh-huh. Let me write see, that down. See, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. The key to success is playing the hand you were dealt like it was the hand that you wanted. And so it mm-hmm. has been just that. Uh, it's really turned into a platform in which I can reach many, many more people. And there's so, so many uh, uh, doors that have been opened up as a, you know, response to what I've gone through. And I've still, I'll still speak to children and stuff. I've done a few kids' camps since this Mm -hmm. time, but it's really uh, grown into something uh, where I'm speaking to adults, corporate events, colleges. I mean, I've spoken in correctional facilities since this time, so it's really been quite remarkable.
0: So it sounds like you had a community as you're going through this, you know, the rehab and the surgeries, you had an online community who was really rallying around you? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I'm hearing, right? Like this Facebook group is getting maybe regular updates on how you're doing. Um, are you are you engaging and connecting and talking with people there, or how did that work? Because it sounds like that's how this may have started. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, certainly the community was backing me. Everybody in in up in Indiana, my home church, they're they're all incredible. Like the news took over. It was a big thing. Mm. I am so very, very blessed uh, to, be in, to have been in such a community like that. And so it played a big part, in it, along with having good mentors and a support system that I had previously put into my life before then. And so a lot of pastors, uh, speakers, people that are already accomplishing a lot of the things that I see myself doing in the future. Uh, and so you know that all played a huge part in seeing me get through this.
0: Now, this this show is really about the intersection of storytelling and health and happiness. Was telling your story something that was always important to you before this? Because obviously it's so much of your message now. Um, I just find that so many people have a hard time opening up about their personal story, not realizing how much that inspires and can motivate others, um, and not just sharing the, the successes, but the the challenges and the struggles. Um, so, was that something that came naturally to you before, or yeah?
1: Well, I after the injury, you know, before all this happened, you know, I I was twenty three. Life really was going good. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I wasn't perfect. I had my ups and downs. Sure. But it nothing to this extent. And so when, after I going through this, I now have these scars. And so it, it really, you know, obviously you're having those, those moments of like, okay, how are people going to look at me? How are people going to respond to this? And it came to where the, the first step was just embracing it and recognizing that no matter what, I cannot change what happened to me. I can't go back in time as much as I would like to. I cannot. And so I always tell people this, you know, I cannot change what happened to me yesterday, uh, but I can change what I'm going to do tomorrow, and it's all a matter of what I do today. Uh, and so it's it's really that pivoting moment of like, okay, I have got to now get comfortable in my own scars and in my own story, because if I'm ultimately going to do this vision of wanting to bring hope to people, then there's so many – got to – I gotta be okay with myself and gaining that self-confidence in who I am and this story and knowing that it is also uh, you know my scars represent the hell that God brought me out of and there's so many people in today's day and age that have scars and I, I really connect to not so much with the physical scars but the emotional scars and a lot of people in this world they've all been hurt damaged in some way shape or form and those scars they stick with them for the rest of their life and a lot of people are ashamed they are um, afraid to display their scars out of embarrassment, or it brings up past abuse, neglect, abandonment. And but when you begin to really grasp and receive that inner healing, it's quite amazing. And I think there's something too when people can begin to be vulnerable, uh, it brings there's a transaction that happens between you and the listener. Yeah. And so I think uh, you know, there's that power. I've heard a quote out there, you know, vulnerability is truly uh what brings about connection with people and i think people get so tired of seeing you know people that like life is perfect and just right. you know uh, but the reality of it is is it's not we all have hard times and don't be afraid to express that because out of your realness that's where people is going to begin to connect
0: mm-hmm. yep that's what i say are um my core values health happiness and human connection right <laughs> so yes i i love that um vulnerability you talked uh you mentioned a couple times about accepting yourself accepting your scars was that difficult to do and how did you get to that point of acceptance
1: yeah i mean uh it's it's it was it was difficult it wasn't easy by any means and you know learning to be comfortable in yourself and what you have and uh you know you think to, uh, you know, from, because I'm a single guy, and it, during the time, you know, I was seeing a girl, but you know, things didn't happen. It wasn't because of the burn injuries, it was just because of other things, but naturally you start thinking, okay, are people gonna be able to accept me because of having these scars? And you know, your mind's all over the place. Uh, but it all boils down to confidence and knowing deep down who you are as a person and know that you're, you know, the, before anything, we have to love ourselves. And gain that sort of comfort, yeah. uh, so to speak, and and out of that, it's like, well, I, I I don't care because ultimately I know that I'm here. My purpose here is to help others, bring hope to people. I'm looking at it from a legacy mindset because I know that life is short. You know, at a young age, I was exposed to how fragile life is. Uh, And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that they don't survive such things. And so I look at my life. One of my mentors told me this, you know, he said that God did not do this to you. He allowed it to happen because he could trust you with the scars. It's a powerful statement. And so I look at my life in that same mindset. I believe it's a responsibility that I have been given. Um, I'm blessed to be alive. Therefore, I've got to make the most of the time I have here on earth.
0: Absolutely. No, I love that. A lot of people, and you talk also about, obviously, giving other people hope. Um, A lot of people are in a state of hopelessness right now. Um, Whether it's, you know, a loss of a job, um, the uncertainty, going through depression, stress, anxiety, um, trying to juggle maybe being on the front lines of COVID with being a parent who has to virtually you know, help their child, whatever, you know, we're all facing a circumstance we couldn't have expected that is different than where we were before this all started. And for some people, that's losing their businesses, um, their livelihood. So what would you say to those who do feel that sense of hopelessness?
1: Yeah. Uh, Number one, I think it's important that we recognize that we're not alone. I think there's something uh, precious when you know that, okay, I'm not alone in this situation. Whenever I was up in the burn unit, uh, all the beds were full. They were full. And then they had the Riley's uh, Children's Hospital. There was children that uh, received burn injuries as well. Uh, and so, you know, finding that community and recognizing, okay, there's many others that are dealing with the exact same thing you are. and. You know, we cannot, as much as we can allow ourselves, see, I, I look back at the story of my mom, whenever she told me, don't lose sight of your vision. And so it's, yeah, you may have every right to become this victim, you know, life, why me? I've been dealt with all these different cards, you know, life is, is drastically uh, falling apart. Uh, if you want to look at it that way, you can, but it can be fallen together as well. And so I talk about the uh, epic. Epic is like an acronym, and so the E stands for embracing challenges. Uh, challenges are always going to present themselves at one level or another. Just to begin to embrace them, accept that fact. Then the, the P is like provide perspective. Recognize or, or, or change, shift your perspective, so to speak. Recognize all the lessons through these challenges? How can I utilize this to make me a better person? And then the I stands for implement those changes, begin to apply them into your everyday life. And then the C stands for celebrate, celebrate your story. And as you begin to celebrate your story, serve others. And you're gonna see that uh, life is so much more beautiful than what you can even imagine. I think whenever I go speaking and, and doing all these things, such as doing this podcast, it's not only am I helping the listener, but it's also in a way, it's very therapeutic for me. Mm. And so I feel that the more I'm helping people, the more myself I, I'm being encouraged. I think it's the greatest job in the world. I have so much fun doing it. Uh, but just serving people where you are and recognizing how blessed you you do have it. I mean, people, you know, it's, it, there's, it's an old saying, it's nothing new, but count your blessings. You know, you mm. are blessed. If you're married, Be grateful that you're married. If you have children, be grateful that you have children. Cherish those relationships. Find ways that you can grow with each other in such challenging times because when you can begin to do that, then obviously it's going to make those relationships all the more precious and that no matter what happens in this life, there's going to be a bond that nothing can tear apart.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So in addition to being a speaker, you're also... A number one best-selling author? Did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the book.
1: It's um, my first one, and it was a great learning experience. I released it back in 2018. I did my own TV, radio, press tour. I self-published, so I, I okay. put a lot of time, energy, money into producing this thing. Uh, but ultimately, it's you know, it's sharing my story, but it's it's relating it to the to the reader and so when i wrote when i wrote a book obviously i don't want to be all about me Um, i wanted to be out of the message that i'm looking to provide and so the book is titled scar release and scar release is based after a surgical procedure that they do on burn survivors and as a burn survivor i have contracture scars and when a contracture scar occurs over the top of a joint it can limit the mobility of that joint so what they do in order to free up the scar they have a procedure such as scar release and they go in and they cut the scar at its root. And once they do that, then you can have mobility. But I always tell people this, that a scar release does not remove the appearance of a scar. It allows the mobility to move with the scar. And so it's, it's uh, really, in, in short, that's what the book is. It's encouraging people to break free of yesterday's troubles, find the root of your problem, uh, break free of it so that you can move, and you can move with your scars.
0: Any kind of closing thought. Um, just that you would offer people who are feeling, I mean, I know we really touched on, um, if you're feeling that sense of hopelessness, but anything else that you feel like is relevant because right now, I mean, honestly, it just feels weird for lack of a better word, right? (laughs) It just feels like we are all probably gaining some new scars. Um, so, any other kind of thoughts you have around that?
1: Well, it it's nothing really groundbreaking. Uh, you know, I think I think deep down everybody knows. It's just reminding them that uh, we are going to get through it, as mm-hmm. challenging as it may seem. And it is, you know, you may get tired of hearing people say that, especially when you're going through it. Yeah. Um, but find the ways you can grow through it. uh relationships and you know love yourself the best you can during this and uh, you will get through it Mm. you will overcome you will get through it life will will not be the same as it once was but we will adapt accordingly Uh, with my burn injuries I've adapted I can do most of the things that I all the things technically, I just can't do some juggling stuff that I used to do, but I can do pretty darn good. So it's like making the most of what you can do during this time. And uh, yeah, you'll look back. I have no doubt. You'll look back five years from now and you'll be like, man, I'm really glad that it's hard and as crazy as it was, I'm glad that I went through that experience because it taught me so much about life and about myself. Um, But that is only if you decide to grow through it and look at it in the positive way.
0: And I think sometimes it's the hardest moments in our lives and the challenges that help us find our purpose and help us, you know, steer us in the direction that we are really meant to be going in.
1: It's, it's so true.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, it is, I, I look at my life now and I'm doing... Everything that I envisioned is just, uh, it didn't happen exactly how I thought it would, but it is happening mm-hmm. and I think it's beautiful.
0: Lastly, I also didn't ask you about the podcast. So tell us really quickly also about the podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's titled Scar Release 2. Um, okay. I was originally gonna have another name for it, but it was kind of very similar to somebody else's. So uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I. I think there's maybe 12 or 13 episodes. It's not a lot. And I'm not probably, I know I'm not as consistent as you, (laughs) but (laughs) it's uh, just interviewing other individuals that have gone through uh, difficulties in life. Um, I know one of the ladies, she uh, was abused, uh, rape, uh, molestation to overcome those scars. Another one was born with uh, deformities and learning to manage through that. And uh, another one you know car crash you know another one a death in the family and so they all have these different stories but ultimately now and today they're, they're thriving regardless of what life has dealt them they are doing amazing things and so that's what we do we break down their story we get vulnerable but we're um, sharing good insights through that
0: I love that and you know I'm all about being a former journalist and that's what I'm always talking about on this show or just on all of my other content if you all are connected with me there is the power of storytelling. Um, I will never stop talking about that. It feels like everyone else has caught on to the importance of that. But I still think so many people are shy to share their story or intimidated or aren't quite ready to be vulnerable and share that story yet. But, you know, because again, right, people want to share the successes and not necessarily the challenges or the struggles, but those are the things that we can relate to and connect with because we all have them. We all have scars. So no matter, you know, how big or how small, someone can relate to what your challenge or struggle is, was, has. that's part of you and your story. So I always say, don't be afraid to share that, you know, because we all want... And that goes back to what you said earlier. We all want to know that we're not alone. Yeah. And that's part of sharing your story as well. You never know who you're helping.
1: That is so true. And I appreciate
0: you sharing yours today. And Make sure you have to tell us where we can connect with you, learn more about you, find the book, all the good stuff. (laughs)
1: Okay, Uh, yeah. Uh, You can go to my website, codyburns.com, C-O-D-Y-B-Y-R-N-S.com. And on there, there's a link where they can uh, go to find my book. They can download the first chapter for free if they'd like. Uh, I think there's also some links where they can connect with me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And, uh, yeah, if you have any uh, questions, any way you'd like to connect, um, I'd be happy to do that.
0: And also if they're interested in having you speak at a virtual event or when we're back and (laughs) ready to have in-person events they can find out about that on your website as well absolutely (laughs) awesome cody i really appreciate you being here today so nice to meet you and get to know you
1: oh likewise it's a pleasure
0: i was really touched by cody's story it is an important reminder especially now that we all go through challenges, we all go through struggles, but that's what makes life beautiful. And remembering also that we are not alone in those struggles. So make sure you reach out to Cody. He's incredibly inspiring. His information is below in the show notes. Check out his book and all of those other good things. You can find more information, of course, down below where you'll find his website. Now, I hope to see you back next week because I know you come back each and every week. So please let me know your thoughts, what you thought about this episode. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I want to see you back right here next week on a Monday. And until then, stay happy, stay healthy.